Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Today's guest is a repeat guest. I have the fabulous Tova Lee with me. Hello. Hello, hello. It's so good to be back. I'm so excited. Exactly a year later, by the way. True. It is, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Same spot. Amazing. Better equipment. (laughs) Exciting things happening. So the last time I had you here, we we did more of like an interview about you as a creator, Mm -hmm. but you were in the midst of writing a book. I was. I literally sat where you're sitting right now and finished Uh it. (laughs) And it's done. It is done. It It is is done. done. It is out. And you are officially on tour. I know. I know it's crazy. I can't believe that I'm back here doing a book tour slash tour tour. Uh, so exciting. I know. I and know. as my listeners know, I get to be part of this tour, this little piece. Oh, yeah. So I'm so excited. Our show in Toronto, which kicks off basically the U.S. part of, well, the North America part of the tour tonight so with awesome. you opening. I can't <laughs> wait. I know. Wait. When Tova asked me, I was like, oh my God, yes, of course. But what am I going to do? <laughs> so hopefully it works out. I've I been practicing. Wait. It's going to be fun. I mean, it's only like five minutes. You've got a whole fabulous show. Yeah. I'm excited to see that part. Okay, so before we like jump into everything, the book and all of that, for Mm -hmm. those who maybe haven't found you yet, Tova, who are you? What do you do? Oh my God. Uh, So Tova Lee, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm an author now. I'm an author now. Excuse me very much. Um, But uh, I guess I'm a content creator is probably the best way of putting it. I create content. Some is written, some is video, some is podcast, but you can find me all the usual places. Of course. And Tova has this fabulous way of being hilarious, being very on trend, things that are happening, a lot of comedy based stuff. Um, You're very confident in yourself, it would appear, as a person, physically, in your relationship, as a mother. Even though you never claim to get it all right, it's just like, this is life, man. Like, this is what we do. Um, And you're like, you're no small potatoes. Like, you're a pretty big deal on the internet. It's so funny, you know, I've been thinking about it in the last few days because... Writing a book has been a dream. By the way, the book is, can I say the name yes, of the book? Go. No, that's my name. The name of the book is Fucked at 40. And it's not just for 40 year olds. I just want to put that out right. <laughs> there. Um, but, you know, writing a book has been a dream. Doing a one woman show has been a dream. But you know, when you get to do these things, sometimes you don't stop to go, oh my God, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I caught myself last week that I wasn't, do I wasn't enjoying that somebody messaged me and they said I hope you're taking a moment to really kind of pat yourself on the back and see your success and see how hard you've worked and you've achieved like these amazing things and I thought and I started to cry mm-hmm. I was at the supermarket I just started to cry because like no I can't believe like I, I hadn't done that because you're constantly like in it do you know what I mean of course like you so, finish yeah. the book and then yeah. you plan the release and it's yeah. hard it is hard to stop and be present yeah totally so yes I'm very grateful and I'm very happy that we're here and uh, yeah it's exciting stuff a very lot of exciting, exciting stuff okay so for those that would like to know more about Tova and everything that she's doing we do have another episode so after you listen to this or I guess you could pause it and go listen to that one first I'm going <laughs> to link it below um, but tell me more about the book 
What's going on with the book? So the book uh, is was basically after a two year. Well, the book took me two years to write. Let's start from that. Right. And uh, it was kind of like it covers, uh, I guess, a period of two years, I guess, in my life where I sort of went through a midlife crisis as I now have realized that it was, but I didn't really realize that at the time. I had a bit of a health scare. We may have touched on that last time. I can't remember, but um, it kind of opened my eyes to an idea that everybody's aware of, but you sort of don't think about it, which is how we're not going to be here forever life is short kind of grab life now do what you want to do and I went off and did a bucket list and the bucket list included loads of things from bungee jumping to pole dancing to going back to Nepal which I was I went to 20 years ago and completing Everest Base Camp Trek which I never got to finish Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like things on that bucket list and I documented it I made it into an online uh, series um And I sort of needed to kind of put everything in one place. There were a lot of things that didn't go into the series, a lot of back behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. that I just felt like I wanted to now share. I was ready to put them all out there in one place. Uh, And that's kind of the book. The book talks about mainly women um, from my personal point of view, but I have discovered that a lot of women do feel the same I just didn't know it at the time so I started with my friends and then expanded to other women and I realized oh fuck we're not talking about Uh a lot of shit you know and my feeling was a little bit of being trapped a little bit and just to be clear I had a I have a great life great I really do like great Mm -hmm. relationship with my husband and lovely children and I, I I'm 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 good you know but something in that still felt very trapped because I was trapped in like this fairy tale that I was told I was supposed to want from the age of six. And then when you have the fairy tale, you go, right, but I'm not sure if I want this fairy tale. You feel like a bitch because it's (laughs) like, how dare you say you don't want it? You do. And I realized that I was very lucky. And I think a lot of people maybe feel that way, that they can't say, "Mm," because they like, you know, air quote, like have it all, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started questioning a lot of parts in my life, a lot. And it went literally from body, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm told that this is how I'm supposed to look like. Is this really how I want to look like? Is this really how I feel comfortable when I look like that? You know, all those things. And it went from every aspect of my life, including stuff like marriage and monogamy, which I questioned, you know. uh, And I had a bit of a libido awakening as well. Like I'm 44 (laughs) and when I was, you know, I had a few good years of like sex, just not being on the cards for me and my husband. Again, it was like after having kids and we had three kids in the space of two years and that takes a massive toll in the relationship, blah, 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 all of that, Mm -hmm. which again, I think a lot of people can probably nod their heads and go, yeah, 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 I know that. But then what happened was, you know, the kids grow up a little bit. So you Mm -hmm. go back maybe to feeling a bit more like, okay, I have time now for me and I can, you know, I can, I can feel better with myself. But the other thing that happened that I didn't see coming was the 40s, that kind of, ooh, women are in their sexual peak in the 40s, all about hormones. Mm -hmm. So there was a shift, something really real physical changed. And I honestly woke up one morning horny. (laughs) Like I had not felt that type of horniness in a long time, right? you know, and that was like, woo, where did this come from? What do I do with it? You know, so in the journey, in the whole process, um, that was happening. And at the same time, I was really trying to own and regain ownership actually of my body and of my sexuality 
and stuff like the pole dancing and stuff like uh, I did a photo, uh, nude photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I went to a, a nude spa, like all those things were part of that. Um, and yeah, and in that I started to question a lot of things. One of them being women's sexuality in general. For me, I have come to realize that women's sexuality has from the beginning of dawn been linked to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see sex, when, when you think about women's sexuality, when it is presented to us in any form of media, whether it's porn or even mainstream media, commercials, movies, everything you've ever seen in your life, it is 99.9% from a male point of view. And it makes you think that your sexuality as a female is linked to men. Mm -hmm. So whether back in my 20s, I would have sex and I had sex and I had good sex. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I I, I orgasmed. Right. (laughs) But it was always uh, me trying to kind of like do it good, do it well for the guy I was with. I heard something. Does there, that, but do you oh, understand that? Oh, it does. Because yeah? I'm listening to a podcast right now. My listeners know sex is like my favorite thing okay, to talk cool. about. Although it's hard to talk about <laughs> yeah. sometimes because of the shame and the yeah. taboo and all the shit related to it. But I heard this one woman say, she's like, yeah, I'm I'm really good at sex. And I've always been really good at sex because I can perform yeah. for the other. And we're talking like yeah. heterosex, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, it, she could perform. So she knew what to do yeah. in order to put on this presentation. Yeah. And you serve everything on the platter. But like, I know what you're saying. Like, at what point do you say, actually, I would like you to do this or I would like to try this. And there's no shame in it. But it does take people a hell of a long time to get to that point. Totally. And to find that confidence. And I think like for women, one of the things this book is, I think hopefully one of the messages that comes out of the book and with everything that I do, I hope is how I really believe that women get better with age. I do. And I think that after our 40s, there's like that is exactly what happens. It's not so much about other people. It's much more about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I'll, you'll hear it tonight in the show, but somebody, I went to buy my first vibrator in the sex shop, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like totally embarrassed to know how to approach it and all that. And this guy who was helping me out, he asked me a question that I realized I had never asked myself. And okay. it was such a simple question. He went, what do you like? Huh. Huh. And I just went, oh my God. Oh my God. You know, it was like, poof you know all these mm-hmm. fireworks you know blowing up. what do I like um so yeah so definitely sexuality is very much on my mind uh and very much a thing that I feel like I had I had to reclaim oh my god yes. and I did you're like there is so much shit that we have to manage in our plates yeah and if you are a sexual creature because I know there's some people that don't yeah. really enjoy it mm-hmm. but like if you are and you're not pursuing and like you're working on your fitness you're working on your mental health mm. you have to tap into that sexual side of you because I feel sometimes like when all of those little buckets are filled you're mm. just like oh my god life is so good like yeah. even if like you still have lots you want to accomplish and lots you want to do and lots you want to say but like it's one of these like basic needs and that if women oh, yes. are asking for it yeah or like making time for it or realizing they don't need to be in some perfect form in order to have the good sex yeah like there's this weird association that women make like i've heard friends say that they won't take off their bras because they're not comfortable with how their breasts mm-hmm. look postpartum. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel that. Like I breastfed both my kids. I remember yeah. being like, that's never coming back. But it does. Or maybe it doesn't. And your brain just catches up and is like, oh, no, I'm still the sexual creature 
no matter what the reflection is staring back at me yeah. you know like there's all these little roadblocks that we can put in our way yeah totally um I, I must admit I haven't read the book yet because it's mm-hmm. literally just come out yeah I'm and I'm excited. and I I I messed up because I didn't send it to you <laughs> send it to you. so you know it's my fault <laughs> to be fair Tova does reside in the UK and I'm in, <laughs> I'm in good old Canada so I haven't read it yet but you know I will mm-hmm. but I'm excited because that's so these are messages that women need to hear. Mm. You know, have you, um, I don't watch much TV, but I do enjoy occasionally I'll get yeah. a good recommend. Have you seen Fleabag? No. Oh well, God, I should have, right? Here's I why I love it. There's this one scene. Well, first of all, the whole show um, is all, there's like, it's all sexual themes right. and it's all about like, it's all about women, the well, one particular woman having all of these sexual adventures. There's no shame. Mm. There's, it's just out there and honest and it's conversations that women are having. And I watched it with my husband and he watched a bit of it. First of all, it's British humor and I don't know if he loves it. I do. Right. But the other part of it, he was kind of like, it's funny because he's a very open person, but I think sometimes when it is, you're so confronted with women owning that element of their lives, it can be a little intimidating. Whereby I was like just freaking clapping every time, like after an episode. But there was one where there's an older woman talking about menopause. Mm. I literally rewound that spot like three times <laughs> because she was like, Are you kidding me? Everything the media has told you about menopause is bullshit it's freeing like she's like you don't get worried about your period anymore like it was it wasn't like this terrifying experience it was like why don't we just embrace this part of our lives yeah Yeah. why are we scaring women into thinking aging is some doom and gloom scary situation I'm like I there's no way in hell I want to go back to my early 20s like that sad insecure little like yeah lack of confident what like I know no, it's true. But again, it's like this whole idea of women's, what is women's role in mm-hmm. our world? And the, that role ends when you're like, when you can't have babies anymore. I'm sorry. I may upset a lot of people by saying that, but it's true. It's true. I had this feeling like, you know, somehow in my 40s, I was supposed <laughs> to shrivel up in some corner and just disappear, you know? And also women's bodies, for example, mm-hmm. like sexuality or being sexy or whatever, ever your 40s, like we're just floating heads with right. no bodies. Like where are our bodies, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know it's bullshit. And I do have a lot of followers in their 50s, actually. And mm-hmm. they've amazing because they've come out to see me in shows. So it's been so great to see the age range as well. It's like uh-huh. from their women in their 20s to women in their 60s. And, you know, some of them say, of course, there's this this um, this challenges in menopause. And when you go through it, I think it's very difficult. Like physically, it can all be in the, the changes, hormones and all yeah. the changes, of yeah. course. But a lot of them have said stuff like you said, oh, you'll make a comeback in your 50s, like in your 50s. And I'm like, I can't wait. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's true. Fantastic. Like, and, and like, I'm so glad that those conversations are being had. Yeah. Right. Like there's yeah. something to, not that there wasn't ever something to look forward to, but you know, they always say like men age, like, yeah, like wine, wine and women and, just like, yeah. Like what, what the fuck? Like yeah. I'm still going to be here looking damn good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and however I want to look, you yeah. know. Okay, so this is a, a theme, a certain part of it's mm-hmm. coming up in your book. I guess the question I was thinking about, what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to tackle? Um, something that is really hard to do on the internet and to do it well is to have an opinion mm. that isn't, I guess opinions, they're an opinion. So not everybody's going to agree, yeah. right? But it can be really scary to dip your toe into being opinionated mm. and then putting it that online and then dealing with everyone else's opinion yeah how has that been 
Have you always done that? Yeah. I mean, I think I, yes. I think the answer is yes. Although the topics have changed. So initially it was more motherhood and, you know, kid related (laughs) stuff. And now obviously it's kind of moved from that and it's more women's stuff. Uh, but I think I've always had an, like been opinionated. I, we, we said this before the show started and there's like a whole chapter in my book that's called relatable. And it's the whole idea of like you as somebody that's uh, a public person or like somebody who's online and people you read your stuff. It's that idea of having to be relatable. I got called a lot like relatable a lot over the years because stuff I was saying potentially was relatable. But I felt really trapped in that in that definition of me because that made me censor parts of me that were not so relatable or that I didn't think so many people would relate. Somebody would have related to it um, 100%, but they weren't maybe mainstream. They weren't maybe whatever. So I think what you're saying is like people potentially do make opinions, but they're very mainstream relatable opinions. Yes. So the question is is like, how do you deal with coming out with things that are less relatable as your opinions? Yeah. So yeah. It's I've done it. You know, I talk about stuff that's also a little bit political, not in politics, but, you know, stuff like, um, you know, women's right to choose. I've done videos on that and I've done rape culture, you know, I've I've seen a lot of those. those. So I've I've touched like topics that I know people really fire up people and on, I don't on either side yeah on yeah. either side you know but I think it's important I I like doing it because I feel like they're good conversation starters mm-hmm. and I think like especially with social media people say oh social media is great because it gives you everything at the at the tip of your fingertips you have like a lot of information out there and that's great but it also has made us very lazy because nobody actually makes their own opinion about anything you just read an opinion that sounds great and you repeat it and also people don't uh, fact check so a lot of times people repeat stuff that they heard but they haven't actually gone and fact checked it so I think that um, that's problematic so what I like to do hopefully I think is start a conversation about something and get like a conversation going because that's more interesting than like everybody agreeing with you like do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So take walk me through that process. So you'll come up with something. Something will have happened in the news. Something yeah. like rape culture or something. Do you find that you're like, okay, sometimes I notice you something, you sit on it and you'll do like a main video yeah. or you'll just do an Insta stories right away yeah. and you'll kind of decide which way. Like, do you find you worry about the fallout of people? No, not at all. I don't worry about the fallout of people. It the the difference, by the way, between main video and uh, stories like main video was like exact for example abortions or mm-hmm. rape culture because I wanted to research that completely. Right. I wanted to bring like a video that would have had a lot of facts in it and I checked a lot and I talked to people and I sort of wanted to really, you know, whatever. The stuff that I do like with trending topics, which Mm -hmm. I do on stories, like for stories, you know, Rizzo at the, you know, at the game with her her bottom showing, you know, and (laughs) stuff like that. I do that. I feel like I need less research to do that. But also what I like doing with those is what happens is, okay, I'll tell you what happens. But this happens everywhere, right? The media picks up on a story, right? There's the story 
And then the story that the media tells you. And usually the media doesn't actually tell you the story. They tell you a version of the story that's going to give them the most clicks. Mm-hmm. And this is everywhere. Like Everybody knows this, but yet we live in this world without questioning it. I cannot stand that. I just can't stand it as a concept because that's, for me, really, um, it, it means like they think I'm dumb. And I don't like that. I don't like when people treat people like they're dumb. Mm-hmm. So what, I'm try- what I try to say is like, listen, actually, this is the story. Not what the media are telling you the story. This is the story. This is what we need to be talking about. So you're smart be smart let's have this conversation instead you know Mm -hmm. so you don't need to go and research so much for that to just highlight to people they're going to tell you to focus on that but here's the actual story let's have that conversation it's maybe less clickbaity but it's the thing that actually matters do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and I'm actually tackling the same thing now because I've come up with a book. I've come out with a book, which honestly, 90% of the book is about stepping up, of the, spending, stepping out of the mom box, uh, you know, um, I don't know, women living like their best lives, women mm-hmm. aging, great, you know, all these concepts. And then like this 10% is, a, is the fact that me and Mike decided to open up our marriage. But obviously the press are focusing on that aspect of the book because that's going to sell the most copies. And it's okay. Like I get it. It's a game to play, but you know, it, it doesn't really tell the readers anything about anything, you know? Right. I think people need to be smart. That's what I'm saying. That's a tricky topic to address too. Like it's funny. So I listen to a bunch of sex based podcasts and most of them are in these open marriages. So I'm like, Oh yeah, no big deal. In fact, would you believe actually I haven't shared this yet, but, um, Two days ago, so my grandfather, my late grandfather, he had a very best friend. I would want to say he just recently, the best friend just passed away. And so I received the obituary. Um, And this man would have been like late 70s. Mm. Now, it was known throughout his life that he had a wife and a family. And then he also had a partner. And she had her own family. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, so the partner traveled with him. And it was like, we just knew that was his mistress was the term. Now, looking back on it, I'm like, he was just ahead of the game. Like he was in this just different type of relationship uh-huh. that worked and you know it was so beautiful in his obituary they made reference to the wife and the children and then his his soulmate and they mentioned Aww. her name and her children and I thought wow like I was so shocked yeah. at the openness mm. to first of all his confidence to live that life but also his family in in accepting and embracing this yeah. whole lifestyle and I was like holy crap like that's incredible and he's in his 70s like yeah. this is amazing um so to come out with something that's part you know of your private life and your relationship first of all it takes a lot of balls mm. so kudos to you <laughs> um and especially because it's not entirely relatable yeah exactly <laughs> right? no it's not and the thing is it wasn't about like coming out with this because I've now become a big advocate of like polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. or like I want to tell everybody that this is the way forward and this is how they're going to have a great relationship. I don't care what other people do. <laughs> like they can do what they want. Exactly. This isn't about that. It was about it's a little part of the bigger question, which was, can I just stop and assess and actually choose the life that I want to live? And Mm -hmm. why is it that one thing is just told, we're told that this is how you're supposed to live because this is the society and the culture we live in. But actually, there are other cultures, there are other types of relationship. It's not right for everyone. You know, like, Uh who said, like, look at the the divorce rate today. I was just going to say. I mean, look at the divorce rate today. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm not advocating, advocating this to anybody. Honestly, if you're in a happy 
great marriage honestly amazing you go like great uh -huh. awesome but you know a lot of marriages are not great and should probably like just not be you know and, uh -huh. I'm, and by the way i'm not saying that we went into this because our relationship was good wasn't good in fact we could have never talked about it and done it had our relationship not been really solid and good in my opinion because it mm -hmm. wasn't about cheating and it wasn't about shagging more people i mean it was a little bit but not necessarily <laughs> just that yeah. it was about being honest with each other mm -hmm. that you know maybe we don't have the exact same needs all the time exactly. and maybe one person can't provide you all your needs all the time so what other options do we have hang on a minute do we have other options mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so I remember when I divorced because I'm I, I was married before mm -hmm. And I, I separated from my husband and I was still like going through the separation. I went to my grandmother and mm -hmm. she's like this really old fashioned, you know, like, uh, you know, woman. Yeah. And uh, she was married for many, many years and my grandfather passed away, but they had a good relationship, six kids, etc. And we're sitting in the, you know, in the kitchen. It's like the big elephant in the room. And like she knows and I know she knows and she knows I know she knows, but nobody's saying anything. And I'm making <laughs> tea and all that. And she just comes out and she mm -hmm. goes... I don't know what it is about your generation. In my generation, we just suffered in silence. You know? Oh. Yeah. So, like, I was wondering after that, I wonder how many generations have suffered in silence or have, like, felt like, you know, this is great, but maybe I want more. Oh, maybe there's something else that will make it even better. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. But or they just, you they know, just didn't ask those no, questions. This was you know? the hand they yeah. were dealt. Yeah. And you accepted it. Yeah. So that was one thing that I decided to open. And it was great. Listen, I'm very fortunate. And I know that because I've had these conversations with so many women who have said to me, I wish I could talk to my husband about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I could open this up with him. I feel exactly the same, but I could never say it to him. Like, I'm too scared. He would leave me. He'd never understand. He'd think it's about him. I knew that it wasn't about Mike. Mm -hmm. It was about me. And again, people find it very strange because they cannot imagine a woman having a libido a, yeah, yeah <laughs> having a libido that's not connected to a man like it's just unheard of right so but I'm lucky because Mike is I guess really an extraordinary man he mm -hmm. did not take offense he did not feel threatened he completely believed me and understood that it had nothing to do with him and also he's lived a very full life you know right. <laughs> I met him when he was in his 40s and he had a very full life and he mm -hmm. he he got it. You know, he was like, you know, he said, listen, I, it wouldn't have been my choice. Like, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to say, hey, let's maybe open up our marriage. Uh -huh. But I get it. Like, I'm happy to try, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And that was really how we approached it. Let's just do baby steps. Let's see how it works. Let's Isn't that constantly talk and reassess. Absolutely. You know? It's so interesting because as you are speaking, it's like I'm thinking just about relationships. And yeah. I'm like, if you just break it down, like it doesn't matter what choice you and Mike had made. It's like, so here you are two people yeah. committed to one another, highly communicative is that a word you're yeah. communicating a ton about yeah. your needs your wants you love your partner enough to actually want to see them fulfilled to recognize it has nothing to do with you like your happiness is improved if your partner is content yeah. and happy in this world and I think that this is a, so like Dean and I we talk a lot not intentionally but a lot about relationships mm. on my stuff um, and you know people they just can't seem to get enough because it's almost like here are two people who recognize they each have different needs yeah. and are able to listen and help try to fulfill the other person's needs mm. without benefiting 
like right away. It's not mm. like an immediate benefit to you. It's hard to explain. It's like giving a gift and not expecting something in return. Mm. Just that the giving of the gift is nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, this is such an interesting concept to look at in relationships. And you know, I know you mentioned, so there's an article that recently came yeah. out, right? Like, is it like recent, recent? Like today. T- today. Okay. Yeah. So have you started receiving any type of messages so about weirdly, it? So weirdly, you know, my, my followers actually have not, you know, haven't picked up on it as like this. I had, I did share it on my stories. Listen, they spoke to me. The article mm-hmm. wasn't bad in any way. Mm-hmm. It was my words. It was all fine. But you know, the headline was a bit like in your face. Right. Uh, Which you can never control. You can't control. Ugh, I don't yeah. know what the headline was going to be, you know, but then the comments on the article from people who don't follow me and don't right. know me are always vicious but I've had that in the past you know when I started blogging I started blogging about motherhood and I was that voice that said motherhood is not what you see in magazines right. and that does not mean that I don't love being a mom and I love my kids and all that thing which I kind of resent having to say because I think it's an obvious uh, in my in my mind it's an obvious right um and I my I cherish my children they're honestly the loves of my life but um <laughs> I had horrendous things said to me, you know, about my children. It's Mm. always hard because they're very, very personal. So I was expecting it. Like I'm expecting it and I know that's going to happen. And it wasn't like somebody outed you. You're like, it's in my book. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, it's weird because all those years ago when I started the blog, it was like over five years ago now. And people were coming at me like uh, they were like out to kill, right? Right. There's a lot of uh, much more blunt mommy bloggers since then. So I feel like, you know, it it did move something, you know? Absolutely. Those videos, I Lose My Shit, was viewed by over 100 million people. Like Uh that moved something. People, Mm -hmm. women realize, I can say that. I can say that I love them, but I want them to fuck off. Like sometimes, you know, like I can (laughs) say those things. Doesn't make me a bad mom because I'm not a bad mom, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so who knows? Maybe in five years time. (laughs) You know what? Who knows? It's interesting because. Who knows? And coming back to this whole part about like having opinions. And I love that you brought up the aspect of like, we all have opinions. It's just whether or not they're easy to swallow, you know? And so I have some friends who host, well, I say friends, acquaintances that host this amazing podcast. It's all sex-based content. And something that I find so frustrating, because you just said maybe in five years we'll have moved, you know, opinion and somewhat changed it where people can be more accepting of how others live their lives. But you have this wonderful couple. They do great content. Tons of listeners. Like like you said, people want to know about this different elements that aren't totally mainstream. And they have trouble getting why well, say they I don't from an outside viewer it looks like this but they've had trouble securing brand deals because oh, yeah. it's too different yeah right you'll, you'll hear about that tonight in my Ooh, show I'm excited because yeah. I talk about that for sure yeah and it's like they you know and it's they have so much to offer but you and see yet, that's another thing that people right. don't understand what you get online on social media is bullshit it's not real, even in the most real, oh my God, you're so real. You're not, because if people want to work with brands, I promise you, they mute themselves. I promise you, you're getting a diluted version of that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might not all be swingers and like open marriages. Okay, but everybody, <laughs> trust me, has got their like little skeletons in the cupboard that they never show and they mm-hmm. never reveal, which is fair enough because you don't have to share your whole life, of course. Yeah. But my point is, I struggle with how censored, our world is mm-hmm. in general like you know it's very it's very mainstream it's just like ugh. it's hard it's awful yeah so i totally totally have had that experience okay. when brands 
you know, mainstream big brands that are very, I don't know if it's okay to say, but honestly, like whitewashed middle class mm-hmm. type of brands will not work with me, even though I am white and I do live in a suburbs in a very nice area in London, but yeah. they won't work with me because they're like, Ooh, but mm-hmm. you do that. What? You talk about vibrators. You, you know, you, you say your kids should fuck off sometimes like, Ooh, no, no, no. Oh, that yeah. doesn't represent us. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, show me one woman on the planet who hasn't wanted her children to piss off at some point, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, she still showed up. She still made dinner. She still read them the bloody story, yeah. but she couldn't wait for 8 30 to put them to bed because you know what she was having a bad day so like i think it's ridiculous that brands and magazines and media and i still show you these bullshit pictures that are, don't represent anybody how actually people think mm-hmm. maybe some people think that way right you know i don't know it's but, true yeah. it's well i i work with a ton of brands and have for years and so i totally hear what you're saying because when you go through that process of like okay here's the campaign idea let's break it yeah. down you know, okay, I'm not going to swear, you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm not going to say nice things. Um, and I'm going to position it in a good way. But one thing I haven't seen and is is someone who's able to do both well, yeah. because I don't think that, that the media, we're not there yet. No. You know, I even have something coming out next weekend that I am shooketh that it was approved. Like, oh, really? yeah, it's on, it's going to be an IGTV thing. Nice. But actually, by the time this is out, yeah, it'll be coming out with on the a weekend. brand with a brand. Nice. And I pitched an idea and I was like, listen, I get that this might be out of an box. intense yeah. story, mm. but it's real and it's happened. Uh, it's about like abuse, like sexual abuse. Mm. And I was like, oh, and they approved it. And Amazing. I'm so shocked. Like this was the first time Amazing. I was like, I'm going to push it a little. Yeah. And so, yes, I have to put a little trigger warning at the start just because it is triggering. Um, but as some topics can be, I mean, mm. for goodness sake, last week I had a podcast episode with my dad where we spoke about health and fitness and calories. And I realized, oh, not everybody has like a very good relationship with food. Yeah. So trigger warning, like this may not yeah. be for you. Um, and it, but it is hard. I mean, I've been doing these types of, this is how I've made my living for like four years and we're four years and now I'm trying to like push it a bit you know because it's hard but you know that's another thing I think is so important I love seeing other women online push the boundaries Mm -hmm. you know step a little further it gives everybody like that room and that space and that uh makes you feel like you're allowed so sometimes people say that about me and that's how I feel about others and I love that you know like it's, it's true with everything, even with coming here and doing a show, even with writing a book, you know. I think everybody has those inner thoughts, by the way. I couldn't do that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. God, no, not me, you know. But then you see somebody else doing it and you go, well, you know, if she did it, well, maybe I could do it. Totally. If she, if she said it, then maybe I could say it. Oh, you my know? God. And that's so important, you know. So, I mean, sometimes it's like I feel like it's a sense of, oh, I, w- I, w- I want to change stuff. I want it to be better. And I do have a goal and a mission. But. Sometimes it's just because I just want to say it out loud because I can't hold it in. And even like you said, when you started five years ago, you were still sharing opinions about things, but it's not like a quick switch. It's like you slowly start to add things in. I remember the first time I said the F word somewhere. It's like my favorite word ever. And I thought, I just swear a lot. Like that's who I am as a person. So it's strange to me that I'm not showing that side of myself, especially if I get fired up about something. Like it's coming into that sentence. And I, I remember the first few times I did it there were a lot of people who were very offended wow and I was like oh I can't do that anymore Mm. and then you get that one or two messages that are like actually 
I, that's what I love about you. You got yeah. a little grit. And you need to hear that. You do. I'm very grateful for people <laughs> rooting for me because I've had, you always get that. Mm-hmm. Those moments where you think, oh, you know, I don't know. But then you get that one message. And that's the one message you need to poster on your kitchen wall, like you're on your, yes. on your whatever, your fridge and just remind you that woman who said, I really needed to hear that today. Like, mm-hmm. I really, really needed to hear that. And you go, okay, so that's who I was speaking to. You are the person I needed to reach. And that's brilliant. You and know? that, that oh, thank God there are yeah. good people out there yeah. sending those messages. Because yeah. like you, you put out an opinion, you get an article written about you. People who don't follow you and don't know what you're about and don't know the depth of the conversations yeah. you're having are like, I'm going to shame this person and troll them. And you could read that if you had less thicker skin I mean we all have our moments and it could take you down and you hate to see people dim their sparkle you know just to kind of try to find a way to fit in yeah but you know going back to what you said before about brands yeah so because the thing is again this is something that everybody kind of knows but then you forget it because you're like you forget you don't think about it all day Mm -hmm. but you know everything we see online now is branded Right. To some extent, like even if it's not an ad, it's branded. Somebody paid for it. Somebody, it's there for a reason, you know. So like you never really get stuff just natural, organic, like for real, you know, I think. And uh, when it comes to brands, I am very impressed with brands who are happy to give you like creative, a lot of creative kind of, you know, freedom uh-huh. because they understand that, um you know, I've worked with brands that are yep. very, very rigid about the message and what they want. And that content usually tanks. Of course. Because it's boring and it's predictable and it's even ha- as real as you're trying to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it just comes across as really, you know, addy and horrible. So <laughs> I've been working with Lilo for a while. Yeah. They're a vibrator brand and they are sponsoring my tour, which has been amazing because it's been a real organic relationship. It's not forced. It's a real product that I love, their products, et cetera, et cetera. So I've done a lot of content for them and at some point we reached the point where I said because I do rant videos right. I said to them guys you know I can do another rant video about different vibrator but you know what I feel like it's getting samey now like can we try and switch it up and they were like yeah yeah sure what's your idea and I said well I really want to do a nailed it video for you and I don't know if you know what that means but I take videos of like workout videos or celebrity fashion videos and I redo them <laughs> a lot of the times with my husband Mike yes and I love them yeah and we've called it hashtag nailed it which, oh, which is, is also like my podcast your podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, and those always do very very well so they have this amazing ad for them mm-hmm. for their brand yeah. right for their products and I said to them could I just do a, ha- a hashtag nailed it for that ad <laughs> I'm not saying anything about their product I'm not promote I'm uh-huh. not do you get what I'm saying it's uh-huh. like such an off-the-cuff type of thing but they were happy to do it and then when I sent to them I thought they are never going to approve this video because uh-huh. it almost looks like I'm making fun of them but I'm not I'm saying sexy looks in different ways uh-huh. and I think I called it I said we are just a regular couple trying to spice it up you know uh-huh. and they loved it they were like messaging me we're pissing ourselves in the office and <laughs> that video has had one million views on Facebook see and that is an ad Mm-hmm. There you go. So brands that get it, that they get that actually, let's just be real. Let's mm-hmm. just be real. Because who are the people who are using your products? They're not the Victoria's Secret models that you see in the ad. No. They're me and Mike. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, like, so why not show that? Uh-huh. Why not show that? You know? Yes. After this many years of doing content, I remember the first few that I did. And I'm like, ooh, cringy. Because you don't realize yeah. your power. Yeah. And that you are also a brand. I know there's a lot of people who create that listen to my podcast. And it's like, yeah. I always try to share with people like, don't lose you yeah. in the messaging. 
because yes. it won't fly. No. And you'll see the views tank and everything will tank and it won't be cute. Um, and people won't connect yeah. with it because they're going to be like, well, anybody could have done yeah. that. And right? somebody and sometimes you still do that. Like I still do that. Like sometimes I do work with brands where it's very like, oh, this God, is the brief. Yeah. This is how you need we all to have do mortgages it, you know? to pay. Yeah. I mean, you do and you do. <laughs> but it's very, very refreshing when brands Absolutely. open up to the concept of like, actually, we want you to bring you to the table Mm -hmm. and 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 we don't you you know we want to see the real people using our products you know your followers and yeah no it's great it's been really good and I am I do talk about it in the book as well yeah but in the show as well (laughs) oh I'm so excited to see the show um and so okay you're going on tour how many places yes. you hitting up? So you've you've already performed in the UK. So I know this is coming out a little bit later. So we It'll did... actually this will be out on Tuesday. Oh, wait, what are we Whatever doing? Oh, good. Sunday. Yeah, yeah we're going to oh, do this Tuesday. Amazing. So yes, yeah, so we did UK, I did UK a few a few dates and now Toronto tonight, then I'm off to New York, Chicago, Houston and LA. Oh and God. there aren't many tickets left, so if people do hear it and want to come to the show, uh, they can get tickets on tovali.com forward slash tour. Uh, but the book is ooh, coming ooh. out in two days. Oh third my of March. God. This comes out on the day that the book is launched, I think. Third yes. of March. Yeah. 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 So it's available Amazon worldwide and it will be in stores on March 3rd. And I'm so excited. Yeah. And we kind of timed it with International Women's Day because Perfect. in my opinion, even though it's ranking now on motherhood on Amazon, it has a lot of mother- motherhood in it. I feel like it's a book for women. So even if you're not a mom, I feel like there's a lot of things there who, that would still resonate. And definitely, even if you're not 40, things will resonate. So I've had people read it in their 30s and be in their 50s. Like mm-hmm. it's it's for women. I keep know? telling people like, because I feel this is why you and I vibe a lot. Like mm. I love my children to death, but I am so much more than just a mom and like even when I started my whole thing which was like eight seven and a bit years ago now I it wasn't at a time where it was cool to post pictures of your kids like Mm. all fashion like um so I kept resisting I was like no I'm more than just the mom thing like I kept trying to get away from it as much as possible and finally it's like okay it is a facet of my life but I still have so much other shit to say you know and as we get older and you know people say well you know how do you look look and feel good and how do you continue to feel good about yourself I'm like you have to keep looking forward and find people that are in front of you leading the way doing it well having these conversations embracing their life yeah and not fading away mm. you know with as they go so like you said it's for everybody links are going to be below thank you. well I'm so glad I was able to get you on the podcast short and sweet today I love it thank you so much oh, I, I really really enjoyed it it's nice yeah. now it's become our thing every year know, every year we'll just be here on the <laughs> sofa <Once a> year. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys links are going to be below totally all over Instagram, Facebook. She's got the podcast, Nailed It, with her husband, Mike. I always laugh. You're just so giggly with him, and it's so fun. Um, And, of course, the show. Anyway, all the links are going to be down below. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next one. Thanks, Tova. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.